It's another beautiful Saturday morning and we are extremely delighted to come your way on NASCO Moments radio show, powered by your food and household products provider, NASCO Group Nigeria. Do you know where your children are at this very moment? This morning, we want to discuss glaucoma. Yes, glaucoma. It is the leading cause of irreversible blindness globally. It is estimated that the global prevalence of glaucoma is about 3.5% in those aged 40 to 80 years. In Nigeria, the prevalence of glaucoma is estimated to be 4.2% in people aged 40 and above. In 2013, the number of people above 40 years with glaucoma worldwide was estimated to be 64.3 million. This is projected to increase to 76 million in 2020 and 111.8 million in 2040. And this estimate is expected to disproportionately affect people residing in Asia and Africa. At the moment, there are about 3 million people in Nigeria who are blind because of glaucoma, and it is expected to rise to 3.2 million in 2020. Without a shadow of doubt then, glaucoma is and should be treated as a major health crisis by everyone, the public, government, health providers and relevant stakeholders. What then is glaucoma? Who is at risk for developing glaucoma? How does it cause blindness and how can we prevent glaucoma blindness? On the NASCO Moments talk show this morning, we have invited the Chief Medical Director of Jordan Eye Hospital, JOS, Dr. David B. Lass, who is an ophthalmologist. Dr. Lass will give us further insight into the subject matter of glaucoma, as well as answer questions to some basic questions that must obviously agitate the mind over this health challenge. Stay tuned as we'll be back right after this. My name is Hudun Gyang. Flavor you may need. Yes, it's so crunchy and so creamy. Yes, it's oven fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you need. For everybody, take it everywhere you go. Grab the taste of quality. Everybody say, let's go. away with nasco biscuits today nasco cream biscuits nasco shortcake biscuits nasco cream crackers nasco biscuits cream of biscuits dr Lass, it's indeed a pleasure to have you on the nasco moment show today thank you can you tell us basically the first question what is glaucoma glaucoma is um, a group of eye diseases that cause blindness by um, a common pathway so there, it's not just a single disease, it's a group of disease, but the common pathway in which they cause blindness is similar. And that pathway is progressive damage of the nerve at the back of our eyes that takes images from the eye to the brain. So usually when we see, um, images are formed, the eye helps focus the image on a particular nerve called the optic nerve. This nerve transmits the image to the brain and then the brain begins to interpret that this is a form, this is color, this is this. Um, glaucoma affects that nerve that does the transmission and progressively it causes damage to the nerve leading to blindness. Okay. So who are those vulnerable to developing glaucoma? Glaucoma can affect people of all ages and all sexes. So glaucoma can affect a child that's even in the womb. A child can be born from day one with glaucoma. A child can develop glaucoma um, during the developmental age. Um, 
can affect middle age, it can affect the elderly. Um, but by far, glaucoma is more common with age. And so we say from 40, the risk of glaucoma begins to increase. But glaucoma can affect anybody. You can have a child born today with glaucoma. Mm. Okay, how can a person know if he or she has glaucoma? Glaucoma is a progressive disease, so it's a slowly progressive disease. Like I said, it's a group of diseases. There are different kinds of glaucoma, but in terms of presentation, we usually group them into two. We have a type that we call the open angle glaucoma. The presentation in those types are quite different um, as against the type that is um, close angle glaucoma. The one that is very common among the black race, and so commonly what we see here is open angle glaucoma, so I will describe that. Um, this is a type that is insidious. It, it is so slow that people will not even know that they have the disease until damage has occurred to the nerve. So in most instances, people with open angle glaucoma don't have any symptoms. More than 90% of people with angle glaucoma don't have symptoms in the early and mid stage of the disease. It is when the disease has advanced that they begin to complain of decrease in vision. Um, some will come with um, um, saying that um, they see rainbows around lights at night. Um, a few will complain of headaches, um, but by far a lot is just the depreciation of vision. They just realize that their vision is going down. And this is because the nerve that I had talked about, um, God has made it with a lot of reserve. And so we need just about 30% of that nerve to function on a daily basis. So by the time someone is losing 40, 30%, he still has 60-50%. The person will not even know that he's losing the nerves until he begins to eat into the active part of the nerve. That is when the signs and symptoms of low vision begins to come in. And that's why the type that we have here does not present um, early. The other type, which is the close angle, is the one that you see among the Asians, commonly among the Asians, Chinese, Japanese, and some Indians. Um, these ones are dramatic in presentation. They can present with severe pain, severe headaches, vomiting, redness, because um, the angle can close suddenly and pressure in the eye rises. And so they can have symptoms, symptoms quite early in the, in the disease. And that's why we are talking about this. A lot of the time, glaucoma is symptomless. People don't even know they have it. It's very scary. So if you've reached the age of 40, what do you do to prevent it? Prevention is mainly if we can screen glaucoma quickly, um, then we can prevent the blindness from glaucoma. Um, and so early pre-screening, early intervention and proper treatment will help prevent the blindness from glaucoma, not glaucoma itself. Is there anything in particular that makes one vulnerable to glaucoma? Because not everybody gets glaucoma. So yes. those who do get it, is there something particularly wrong with them? Not really. It's, um, like I said, there are certain risk factors that predispose them um, one to glaucoma. Um, and um, one is, is the race, the black race um, has, has a high prevalence for glaucoma. So our race, black race, Asian, Hispanics have higher um, risk for glaucoma, the open angle that I'm talking about. Um, family history, if there is a family member anywhere related to any person who has a glaucoma, then the person related, biologically related to that person has a high risk of glaucoma. Um, certain diseases, hypertension, diabetes, sickle cell disease, predispose people more to glaucoma. Certain eye diseases, um, um, 
refractive errors, those who need glass um, of higher magnification, so we call them high um, errors, are also predisposed to glaucoma. Um, injuries, people who have had injuries in their eyes, predisposed to glaucoma. Use of steroid eye drops for a long time can predispose one to glaucoma. So there are certain things that we know are risk for glaucoma. People really need to know so that they can screen early if they are predisposed to getting glaucoma. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Nasco Moment Show. We'll be right back after this break. A promise kept. the taste of Nasco cream crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. Nasco cream crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. Nasco cream crackers is best served with tea, coffee and cheese. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco cream crackers, a promise kept. It's crunchy and tasty. Nasco cream crackers. cream crackers, another quality product from Nasco. Good to have you back. You are on your favorite talk show on radio, the Nasco Moments Radio Show. The conversation this morning is on glaucoma. And our guest is Dr. David B. Lass, the Chief Medical Director of Jordan Eye Hospital, Joss. He has been giving us various insights and perspectives into the topic um, now, earlier on, we were talking about signs and symptoms, and you said they usually, the one we have commonly here, usually doesn't present until some damage has been done. Um, can we go over those signs and symptoms again? And when you start seeing those signs and symptoms, can anything at that point be done? Yes, um, like I said, commonly here, what brings patients to the clinic with glaucoma? is a depreciation on the either the quality or the quantity of vision that people have. People now realize um, last year I could see that far and then today I'm not seeing that far. Or people could say last year I could see clearly but today I'm not seeing very clear and then I'm worried. So by far a depreciation on the quality of vision is what brings people um, uh, to the clinics. Some um, that I have seen are people who constantly as an adult you begin to change glass. You had glass this year by six months you were going back to the optometrist to change your glass again something is wrong because i mean an adult um, changes in glasses the power of the glasses takes two to three years so anyone who changes glass more than um, more than um, once in two years um, should should begin to question why um, so i see people um, coming because of that um, some people will see like i say rainbows um, around lights. They'll tell you, I, I wake up in the night and when I look across the neighborhood, every security light has a rainbow on it and they become worried. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I see people also who come in because of um, um, just the fear that someone had had a glaucoma and they just felt I, I need to, to, to scream my eyes. So most of the signs and symptoms are not very specific. And like I said, there are signs and symptoms that come very late. In a few cases, we see people who come with eye pain, headaches because of the rise in pressure, but that's not the usual presentation in our setting here. Mm. Okay, so um, can you describe to us a little more how glaucoma causes blindness? Yes, um, 
like I said, this is a group of disease that ultimately focus and damage the nerve. So in glaucoma, um, generally, what happens is that the eye has this fluid in it. There's an internal fluid in the eyes that washes around and nourishes the eye. Um, it is produced within the eye and then is excreted through certain pipes um, in the eyes. In some people, the production of this fluid becomes excessive, exceeding the degree of excretion. And so pressure builds up because of that. In some, the production is normal, but the pipes that drains it out becomes blocked. And so a back pressure is built within the eye. Now this pressure builds up and then begins to damage the nerve that is put behind the eyes gradually. So in most cases, it is a pressure rise in the eye that leads to progressive damage on the nerve. And then as the nerve dies progressively, um, the function of the nerve becomes compromised until finally the nerve dies totally. Um, God has made the nerve very special in the sense that once the nerve dies, it cannot recover. Even if you remove that pressure, it cannot recover, it cannot regenerate. Nerves don't have the ability to regenerate. So as they die, they die permanently. So we say glaucoma actually causes progressive irreversible damage, blindness. And so as that goes on insidiously, gradually over time, um, the person begins to lose the ability to see what he's able to see because it's a progressive damage. Each day, a um, certain percentage of the nerve dies. Each day, progressively, cumulatively over time, it becomes quite significant. And if that is not halted, ultimately it will destroy the nerve permanently and irreversibly. Sometimes we hear people talking about, oh, I, I'm going for surgery to, you know, maybe it could restore so my, my sight. So that is to say it's not possible then? No. For glaucoma, no. Mm. As against what we have in cataract, where it's just something blocking. Once the doctor does surgery and removes that, because the nerve is healthy, the person begins to see like a young person again. Mm. When glaucoma, no. The damage is on the nerve that takes the impulses to the brain. Mm. And that nerve dies irreversibly. So whatever is lost before any form of um, treatment is, is initiated is lost permanently. So, so I think it's very important for people to really understand the risk factors for developing glaucoma, which you have mentioned. Do we have any more maybe that we've not mentioned? People really need to know. Like I said, um, by far the type that we have, it's, it's, it's family history is the strongest. Family history, any family history glaucoma warrants that a person goes to have his eyes checked and the doctor assess the degree of risk and determine what he will do with that kind of risk because um, um, certain people will, will begin treatment, certain people will observe. Um, how often we observe will, will be determined by the risk that um, the degree of risk that the doctor um, um, ascertained to any individual who comes. Um, use of drugs, um, certain illnesses, like I said, hypertension, diabetes, sickle cell, um, certain kinds of refractive error, surgeries in the eye, um, trauma to the eye. Um, these are by far the risk factors that uh, are known. So if you are um, lucky enough to go and get screened early enough and then the doctor determines that there's something going on, um, it can be treated and at that point reversed before it becomes irreversible? No. Glaucoma is totally irreversible. Whatever has been lost before the doctor begins, we cannot get it back again. So the aim of treatment is to halt it wherever you meet it so that it doesn't progress again. Um, and so we say glaucoma is treatable but not curable. You can't cure glaucoma. 
treatment is for life. You can't reverse what has been done before the doctor sees. And that's why it's important that we screen. Because if we screen and it is found early, and the progression of the disease halted early, then um, the person will never be compromised in terms of vision in life because treatment will be ongoing for the rest of the person's life. All right. Today we're trying to understand glaucoma a bit more and to help you to make informed decisions considering uh, the health of your eyes. Join us again when we return from this break. Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm, Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco Cube. Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. This is the Nasco Moments radio show. We have been discussing with Dr. David B. Lass. He is an ophthalmologist whose thoughts, professional insights, and experiences are helping us navigate through the subject matter of glaucoma. Dr. Lass, how serious is the prevalence of glaucoma in Nigeria? The prevalence from the National Survey of Blindness that was um, carried out between 2005-2007 puts the uh, prevalence um, among those who are 40 and above to be about 4.2%. Now that's that's quite high. Um, It's more than the world prevalence of 3.5. It tells us that glaucoma is a serious issue in Nigeria. Um, It's an issue of public health significance. Um, Something that um, we have to be extremely proactive about because it's, 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 our prevalence is quite high um, and um, from just from practice you realize that we have a serious problem with glaucoma, we have a serious problem with glaucoma. Um, one, it's, it's we do not even have studies to show our micro determinants of glaucoma beyond um, what we know, um, the risk that we talk about and the pathogenesis of glaucoma is what has been written from outside. But there are local dynamics that can also influence glaucoma in Nigeria. I believe very well that if we um, have good research as to why do we have this high prevalence, what can be done, what are the local or the micro things that um, poses as risk for glaucoma um, in Nigeria. Um, what will it take for us to have this kind of research? It's, um, <laughs> it's one, it's um, the, the, the cost of doing something like that. Um, two, the coordination to be able to do that. Um, and three, even from my just observer position, um, you, you, you could see that um, if we're able to do that, we can even look at different states and different regions and different tribes and see um, are there particular tribes that are very predisposed to glaucoma. Um, from my little experience, there are places where I see people come with glaucoma that are quite... Um, but it's, it's not a research, it's just an observation. They are, they are, if, you, if I sit now, I can say, if I go here, I will see very terrible glaucoma. 
if I go here, I'll see terrible glaucoma because of my experience and the kind of glaucomas I'm seeing from particular states or from particular tribes. And these are local dynamics that we can, we can look at. Sadly, we are not uh, a people of research. We are struggling to eat. People don't do a lot of research, but I think this is something to ask ourselves. If our national prevalence is above what is expected, then we need to look at why our prevalence is that high. What do we need to do to uh, keep the attention and focus on glaucoma so that government and the people take the actions that they need to take? Sadly, the issues of eye are not top on the tables of politicians and um, governments, even to a large extent. It's now that public ophthalmology is beginning to bring these issues out and make it uh, count on the tables and um, push it through advocacy and telling people that this, sadly glaucoma, because of the difficulty in um, screening um, um, and the equipment that is needed, although now technology is beginning to make it light for us to be able to carry equipment into the public and screen it. Before now, it's also a challenge. How do you screen the public? Mm. Um, and so we have always worked on index cases. A case, then any, anybody related to that case, you actively um, screen. So um, it's, it's not an issue that makes a lot of public noise, like um, immunization, like HIV. Um, these are issues that have geared a lot Those of um, international diseases. support. Yes, yeah, a lot mm. of international support. When you speak it, um, it, it carries weight. Issues of eye are quite silent, um, and, but, but it's something that we should continue to push and um, um, programs like this would help because people will hear, um, people will know and um, people will advocate. Okay. How can people with glaucoma prevent the development of blindness? Yes, like I said, glaucoma earlier, glaucoma is not treatable um, and so we cannot prevent glaucoma. But glaucoma is not curable, sorry, but glaucoma is treatable. Um, and so if we pick glaucoma early and we are able to treat it properly, um, it is said that it can totally stop, um, but in a small sub-segment, all it does is slows. That's the sad part. Some people, even with treatment, you only slow it because there's about 15 to 20% who within 20 years of good treatment will still lose their sight and glaucoma. But that's to say that there's about 80 that you can actually stop and most of the time we don't talk about this 15%, we talk about the possibility of totally stopping glaucoma, halting it from where you make it. Um, and so early detection, appropriate treatments, um, good follow-up, good compliance to medications, availability of good um, medications and surgeries. Um, um, it is said that exercise helps also in, um, in ensuring that treatments is optimum. So people who have glaucoma, you encourage them to become to exercise. People who are obese, to lose weight. People who have other code mobilities, other diseases that will make glaucoma control worse. You try to control all of those diseases. But by far, early treatment, early detection, early treatment, proper follow-up, proper adherence to um, medications would help prevent the blindness that glaucoma can cause. Okay. It's certainly a very eye-opening discussion and a very important subject indeed. Any final words, Doctor? My final word is that glaucoma is real. The blindness from glaucoma is also real. Sadly, in this part of the world, and in Nigeria particularly, our attitude towards routine exams, not only for eye, but for general, um, is poor. 
And so people wait until signs and symptoms begins to set in. And in glaucoma, that's late. The kind of glaucoma that we have in this part of the world and because of our race is a kind that will not give any warning. By the time you begin to have signs and symptoms, it's far gone. And then all we're trying to do is manage what is left. So my final tip would be, if there is a family, know your family history, family eye history, know. Has there been anyone, my uncle, my grandfather, who died blind? Then it means I'm at risk. Is there anyone who I actively know that has glaucoma? I am at risk. Am I above 40? I am at risk. Am I a black man or a black woman? I am at risk. And I would advise that people um, take responsibility for their eyesight and go for just simple screening and ask the doctor to screen them for glaucoma. In other words, Dr. Last is saying we should all run <laughs> to the hospital and get our eyes screened. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you this morning, Dr. Last. Thank you so much. Uh, this morning we have had in the studio Chief Medical Director of Jordan Eye Hospital, Dr. David B. Lass, an ophthalmologist. Um, positive that our listener this morning has benefited to, uh, from listening to this discussion on glaucoma. We would invite you to um, follow this program on NASCO on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO group or follow on Twitter using the handle at NASCO group. You can send your feedback on any aspect of this show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. Our NASCO Moments trivia for this week. The question is, what was the estimated population of people above age 40 said to be affected by glaucoma worldwide as at the year 2013? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777, including your name in full and exact location. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO Group and created by Unimark Limited, marketing communications consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, Dr. David Lass and Harun Audu, Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu, Malau Silvanus and Alex Ruben. I'm Hudun Gan. Remember, your eyes are the window into your body. Care for them. Mm-hmm.